Welcome to Off the Beaten Path, but not lost. With Tony, Kristen, Kylie, and Lexi. Join us on this RV full-time living journey. Across the beautiful United States. Where the fellas. Welcome to episode 66. Love it. If you followed us on all of the platforms or whatever platform you're on, um, I think we're on there, and follow us at The Faolas. We share more like up-to-date stuff in there and behind-the-scenes stuff and more like inspirational thoughts, things that were like things on our mind. It's interesting. Go follow us. If you haven't yet, save this number. 810-373-2020. You can leave us a message with any RV or Jeep-related question if you're curious about our lifestyle. All right, so this week we are just going to give you an update of what we've been up to for the last month uh, and what we've done, starting off with California. Yep, we went to um, Palm Springs. We went there for about two weeks, did some exploring. We also got to do some... RV repairs. Just before that, um, we also went to Joshua Tree, and we talk about all of that on the last podcast, thefailers.com slash 65. We'll get you there. Yep. I had the pleasure of replacing a toilet in the <laughs> RV. Which, how many times have you... This is the, by the way, the smaller toilet, the, the half bath, I guess you would call it, the kid's toilet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. It's a, um, This one is like your normal gravity flush toilet with like a ball valve and that's what happened is something internally broke where you'd push down the pedal to flush but the valve wouldn't open to actually flush the toilet so and this is the second time that's happened it so is. this is our third toilet and if you're wondering why i don't just fix the toilet it's because um this is a dometic brand toilet and this model they don't offer any repair parts to fix this specific issue so this last time it broke i said should we get a different toilet? <laughs> and you said, no, we'll just get another one. So in a year when it happens again, we'll... No, this one lasted, uh, what, beginning of 2019, I put this one in. Well, anyways, when it when it happens again, I'm going to pull up this podcast and show you that I did tell you to buy a different toilet to put in there. <laughs> yeah, I'll just replace it every four years. <laughs> Soon you're going to have to replace mom's toilet. <laughs> yeah. You haven't had to replace my toilet yet. Just had to fix it multiple times for a thousand dollars. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So that was the highlight of the, uh, my California trip. It wasn't the highlight. The, the low toilet. light. <laughs> well, as often as I do it, you might think that I enjoy it. <laughs> but after that, we went to Yuma, and we we went a, back to Yuma. We went back to Yuma. Had a reservation for three full weeks, um, which is very nice. Yeah. We had a lot of things to get done and get ready for the next few months because we're going to be boondocking. I don't know if you remember, but on our goal podcast, which I don't even know what number that was. No, I'm not sure. Yeah. <laughs> but the one where we talk about our goals for 2023, we made this like very lofty goal that we would not pay for any camping. So there is no thousand trails or encore parks from here to Michigan. So we have to boondock the entire time. There are a couple, but 
uh, I think in my research, they don't open until late April, and I think by then it'll be almost too late. Not worth it to just even stay there. So that should be interesting. Yeah. I'm already regretting that goal. <laughs> we may still do it. I think we just said less than last time, but I don't well, remember how many we had last. Do you remember? Was it like 30 nights or something? Or No, it was money. It, oh. was, it was like last year, I think we spent about 800 bucks on campgrounds. This year, we were going to say we haven't spent any money on campgrounds. <laughs> That's extreme. So, and then we're, we're halfway through February, and we're looking for campgrounds. <laughs> Not really. No. I'm fine. I think we're good. I just took a long shower today. You're just going to have to do more dumping than usual. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, we spent three weeks in Yuma getting ready for boondocking for the next few months, and we did a couple other fun things. Yep. We got some, uh, we got a lot of pool and hot tub time in our three weeks there because we knew we probably weren't going to see one of those until probably May or June. <laughs> Actually, probably longer. Possibly. Yeah. We went on a Jeep trail with some friends, Jamie and Roger. Yep. And their son, Gregory. Yes. Yep. The kids had fun. Yeah. We'd been, we'd been talking to them. They were staying near Quartzsite. And uh, we were just trying to figure out a way to connect. And, you know, a Jeep trail is one of our favorite things to do. So, No, it's an off-road trail when you go with people that don't have a Jeep, remember? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they did an off-road trail. We did a Jeep trail. Yeah, true. <laughs> so we found one that was kind of in the area. And it's one that we'd never done before, and they hadn't done it either. We just talked back and forth to find one that we both didn't do. We ended up finding one called Copper Bottom Pass. Yep. Uh, it was on Trails Off-Road, and we sent them the link. I think they downloaded a trial just to, just to have it because it wasn't in their book. Um, but it was really fun. We, we ended up meeting up, and they we went first for a little ways, then we switched halfway through. Yep. Uh, he ended up going off. Like, his map was a little different, or he wasn't zoomed in. As, that's what it was. He wasn't zoomed in. So we ended up going off the trail, which we were totally fine with because it ended up being more fun. The trail was um, like a very easy, I don't know, trail. Yeah, there was really no obstacles on it. Was it was like a rough, rocky dirt road. Yeah. And the way he, like, so he ended up going off. And then we ended up crossing the actual trail a couple times. And we we're like, nah, let's just keep going off because it was fun. Yeah, we got off into like a wash and we just kind of followed that. And we ended up going up and down throughout some different areas, and it was fun. And this one's cool because about midway through, well, not even quite midway through, there's one point of interest called the Old Indian Footprint. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. So we pulled off, and you just kind of walk down this little trail, and in the rock, it looks like a perfect footprint, like a barefoot footprint. Barefoot? Barefoot. Oh, like no shoes. <laughs> <laughs> Not, Not a like a bear. shoeless, a shoeless <laughs> footprint. Spell that bear, please. <laughs> but that was pretty cool. Whether it's real footprint or not, I don't know. But it looks just like a footprint, but a big one. Yeah, it was probably about a size fourteen. Neanderthal. And it was about 20 miles long, and we stopped multiple times and chatted. They're super cool. We actually met them two years ago Yep. in Yuma. Yep. At, um, in the hot tub. In the hot tub. We met them, and they're super nice people. We l loved hanging out with them. 
uh, and we ended up talking with them a ton. We ended up wanting to do another trail with them, but we just weren't able to make it work out before we had to leave. But yep. we'll meet up with them again and, and um, do another trail. Yep. He actually did help you, and in a minute you're going to talk about another part that went bad. Yep. And you gave him a call because he's a repairer. Yeah, he's a mobile RV tech. Mm -hmm. He's like a certified RV tech. So we'll we'll link them in the show notes. Uh, If you have any mobile tech issues, you can contact him. But Tony ended up contacting him for another question, which we'll get to shortly. And he helped us with that. The kids got to play. They dug a hole. What did you guys do? So we went to the side of the road, and we found this kind of already, like it was like a dent kind of in the road. It wasn't a road. That was like in... That was off-road, way yeah. off-road. Yeah, it was, like, off, a little ways off the road. And we started to dig a hole, and it it got really deep, and we wanted it to be enough, high enough or deep enough so we could stand in it. It was, like, up to our chest. <laughs> but we were only able to get dig to it about to our knees. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't even know if it was that deep. But you guys went pretty deep. It was cool. I think you got you to found some maybe cool rocks. almost two feet deep. Yeah, we found a lot of quartz. We found two gigantic pieces of quartz. They were probably as big as a large basketball. <laughs> they were giant. Yeah, so, they were like pure white, weren't yeah. they? Yeah. So they were, they were a little dirty, and thankfully we had enough water so we wouldn't go thirsty <laughs> if we couldn't find our way back but we cleaned it with some water and some paper towels and we wanted to take them home but we couldn't yeah we're not hauling like a 30 pound <laughs> piece of quartz around they were giant though and we cleaned cool. both sides we left them for the next person to see it was cool and then we went up to an area that was like an overlook of the area and it was yeah, towards super... the end of the trail it was super windy up there, but we wanted to get a picture of all of us with the drone. So, Tony, you blew up your drone, which was kind of crazy. Yeah, it was kind of a good test for it. Mm-hmm. It but, did it. Yeah, we got some video. We got a couple pictures. We'll throw the picture in, in the post. Yeah. But probably won't get a video ever. But <laughs> but I hope we do get to do another trail with them at some point. Um, yeah, we had a lot of fun. It was cool. It was a good, like... What, almost a full day? It was a full day, pretty much, of uh, trail riding. And what's really cool, too, is they got me (laughs) on a new obsession. (laughs) So you may be hearing some more information about GMRS and ham radio now, thanks (laughs) Thanks to them. (laughs) And it's something that we've wanted to do anyways, but now we, like, piqued our interest. Yeah, it reminded me about it. Because I kind of get on these kicks every once in a while, and I forgot about it, and Something came up, and I just, like, haven't went back to it. But then seeing them do it, have one, I was like, oh, yes, I need to get into that. So uh, I have done a ton of research on it, and now we're getting into it. So within just a few days of uh, hanging out with them and doing the Jeep trail and all that stuff. the You were walking through the house, and you're like, what? We're on battery or something. Like, you just noticed you were Yeah, I just happened to look up, and I saw that – one of the lights that are nor- normally lit up when we're connected to shore power was dark. So I went over and I, I ho- actually probably hopped on my app and I looked and sure enough, we were just running off of battery power. Which, before we move on, was really cool because our batteries were <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> handling everything like normal. And yeah, we'd probably been on battery power for several hours. 
Who so knows? It's kind of cool that we were, we were just, watching TV. <laughs> we were doing a ton of stuff, yeah. So I went outside to like investigate, try to figure out what was going on. Actually, a neighbor was outside. I asked him, "It's like, do you have power right now?" And he, yeah, he sure enough did. So I got out my little uh, multimeter. I checked the pedestal. Which really quick, went how through. much? How much was that? How much is that meter thing? I think I paid thirty bucks for it, maybe. If you have solar, maybe if you don't have solar, I don't know, but it's a good I, tool to have. Yeah, because no you can see like where your power is. Like you can see if it's the problem is at the pedestal, yep. right? Yeah, a lot of people use them just to check the pedestal power before they even plug their rig in. Mm-hmm. So get one of those if you. Yeah, we could link the one that we got. We just got on Amazon. Okay. So I was gonna figure out where the power outage was. So I kind of took it in steps. I checked the plug. There was power at the plug and the pedestal. So from there, I actually went in, and right at the back where my cord is, we actually have an automatic transfer switch. And that switches from shore power to generator power if we run the generator. Took the cover off of that. One thing I noticed, actually, before I took the cover off the transfer switch, there was a couple puddles of water down in the bottom of the the bay there. I call it the power bay because that's where my cord is. I, I hang all my extra extension cords and stuff in that bay. And then the transfer switch is there as well. So it's never good to see uh, water in your power bay. Exactly. <laughs> so I took the cover off. Um, which, by the way, the power bay is below our shower. <laughs> yes. Which is, we're getting to that. Took the cover off the transfer switch. Tested the shore power side uh, relay on that setup. No power. So then I had to figure out if it worked on generator. So I did start the generator for just a few seconds. There's a little delay. Took about 30 seconds. Sure enough, it switched. There's a second relay for the generator. So that switched. Tested the power to make sure everything was good to go. So then I knew it. The thing was pretty much doomed. I tried messing with it a little bit. Kind of had an idea what I might have to do. Didn't want to do it. But then I decided I was going to call Roger. He's a RV tech, maybe he's, maybe he's dealt with this issue before or something like it. Um, talked to him. We kind of brainstormed a little bit. He recommended maybe switching the um, switching the, the shore power wires over to the generator relay so that it would just feed power directly into our panel from the pedestal. So I did that. Everything worked fine. But then that was just a few days before we were supposed to leave Yuma. So we had to order a new part. I went to a couple RV stores. I called around. Nobody had them in stock. Fortunately, I got a hold of a Camping World in California. They were able to ship one to me. And it was pretty fast. I think I got it in a few days. But being that I had switched the wires, we were going to get ready to, from the RV park. We were going straight to boondocking. I wouldn't be able to run my generator. But you could switch them back, the so, wires back, right? Yep. If we didn't have the part. Yeah, exactly. But... That whole ordering thing, and we did have, like, a one-day delay on our package, which, like, you know, is always stressful as it is. The day before, we were, I think we got it the day before we were supposed to leave. I think we got it the day we left. Maybe the day we left. Yeah, because we got a late, they let us stay late. Oh, that's right. That's yeah. right. <laughs> so, yeah, we actually had, to, that's why the delay was so stressful, because we actually ended up getting it the day we left. So, we stayed the campground was super nice. They let us stay for like probably an extra hour and a half or so to wait for the package. So did from there, did you keep the old part? I did. Oh, good for port parts. Yeah, because the new part it's a surge guard. It's like an automatic transfer switch with a communication port. 
So it, it tells some information inside. I can see what it's doing. Is it better than the other one? It was like 900 bucks. No, it's the same <laughs> unit. <laughs> yeah, $900. Well, come to find out, the whole reason it went bad is somebody had showered. I think you had showered. I showered. <laughs> well, the drain wasn't draining properly in the shower. The and bottom this has of the happened shower from the very beginning. Yeah, the yeah. the tub the shower tub holds water unless we actually manually vent it. I think we, I forgot to vent it or something. I think water sat in it overnight, and maybe the seal around, like the silicone around the drain, had maybe worked its way out or something. I don't think water sat in it all overnight, but it did sit in there longer than expected. I think. Yeah. And yeah, it ended up working its way down because. Because I normally check that, like, before, but yeah. but it still sat on the outside of the drain. So along the, where you silicone the drain into the shower Yeah, I think there bottom. was maybe some sort of gap or leak there. So I think it drained down into the floor and then ran down the, the conduit that goes through the floor to the transfer switch. And I think it just dripped onto that and... Um, Maybe. And what would be smart is if when they designed this and made it, they did not put the shower over the power bay. Yeah, crazy. <laughs> the generator and stuff. It'd be much nicer if it was in a different, like they moved the generator up a step yep. or something. <laughs> so we ended up getting that part and then we went boondocking and I think you fixed it while boondocking. Yep, that day. <laughs> we And actually the boondocking part, that was kind of a bummer because we wanted to go boondock and bury Goldwater again. I drove over there that morning, like early in the morning, and it was all full. There's only four spots for RVs, mm-hmm. and each spot was occupied. So we had to go to Plan B, which is a little bit further up the road. It's on some bureau land. So actually, let's talk, yeah, so let's talk about that, too. So we have stayed at this spot before. In fact, we mentioned it in a past blog post. I'll bring that up because we need to edit that post because apparently it's state land. It's not BLM. Yep. But it's right next to BLM. So there is BLM in that area, and we'll just, like, put an update in our post, um, the the post that we did before. Yeah. <laughs> and then we'll put a link in this one as well. But now it's apparently state land, and they said no trespassing. We ended up staying there still. Yeah, we weren't there for two nights. But, um, but the sign is faced, like, when you pull in. The you si- don't see the sign. You don't see the text on the sign. Yeah, the sign is facing, like, when you leave. So we just act like we didn't see it. Yeah. <laughs> Don't and like that. I said, we weren't going to be there for very long. There was other people staying there anyways. And I did talk to some people because the was it a week before that or maybe a week and a half before that? We went up to Quartzite for the RV show. And when we drove by, it was packed full. Yeah. There was probably 100 people there spread out because it's a big area. Well, when we got there this time to actually boondock, there was like three people maybe. So when I talked to the people, I was outside working on the RV. Somebody was walking by, just, you know, asked them. I was like, where is everybody? We were just here. We just drove by here, and it was packed. And apparently somebody came around and told them that they had to leave. Some people didn't leave. There was people there that had just stayed the whole time. And we were only there, like you said, just a weekend. Yep. We actually were only staying there to go to the rodeo, which we'll talk about in a minute. But um, since we were there on the weekend, we are just hoping they weren't working. And yeah. <laughs> we'll be out of there before. We could have easily moved over to the BLM spot. It's not that far from there. Right. Um, but we just didn't want to pack everything up. We had already set everything up. Yeah, by the time we found out that you're really not supposed to be camping there, we were just like, yeah, 
We'll just hang out. <laughs> keep it. Keep keep lay low. <laughs> but like like you said, the sign is actually facing the other way, and so when you pull in, you don't see the sign. There's just a construction sign there. Yep. Facing the other way. And so we'll just say that we didn't go out that way. I mean, we have a yep. Jeep. We went out the other way. Yeah, there's there's other many other roads that lead out of there. So mm-hmm. not the only way out. So you ended up fixing the leak, and you fixed the wires. Yep. Well, I think I fixed the leak. I re-siliconed that whole shower drain, mm-hmm. and I haven't seen any water in there since, I don't think. When I reinstalled the new transfer switch, I actually put a silicone layer on the top of it because it's there's a few rivets. And some rivets are hollow in the middle when the when the pin comes out, kind of leaves a hole. So I siliconed the whole top of that. So the top <laughs> of it is completely waterproof. Cool. Because we had an issue before with water, I think. Actually, when we first got it. I think once in a great while, yeah, once in a great while, we'll have a couple wet spots down there. But we also, when we first bought the RV, the shower oh, yeah, yeah. faucet was broke. Yeah, there was a, behind the wall, there was a um, like a cracked fitting or something. But that we had that was under warranty. They fixed that. So one other thing that we did while we were still in Yuma before we left to go boondocking was we got Freya spayed. Oh yeah, that was while we were yep in you at the uh, RV park. Yes, she's the worst. <laughs> she's <laughs> the was, biggest baby ever. It even though it was like super sad because poor little Freya had to have a cone. <laughs> she hated it, by the way. <laughs> Um, it was kind of perfect because she calmed down. <laughs> yeah, because she was on drugs. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They gave us plenty of sedatives. It was sad, though, because she would, like, uh, she would almost, whenever she'd go somewhere, like, go from her bed to get a drink of water, she'd kind of run there. <laughs> like, she was running away from her pain. Yeah. She kind of, like, would turn her head a little sideways and then run really fast. It was sad. She, you could tell she was in pain. And she'd get stuck when she started to run super fast. It. And um, when she walked, her head faced the ground. Oh, yeah. Couple, yeah. When we first brought her home. Yeah, so we, we started out with a big plastic cone of shame, which we actually had left over because Elsa is like a frequent flyer when it comes to having <laughs> surgery, so we just yeah. have a cone on hand. But after, what, maybe the first couple days, we actually ordered from Amazon an air cone because they told us we had to have it on her for two weeks. Yep. And it, we ended up ordering it when she first came home, but it took like two days, and it's a different kind. It's like a blow-up one. We'll share a link. Uh, but the reason why we did it is because she was a wreck in the cone. She just stood there with her head facing down on the yeah. ground. Even the, like the first night, she, she had anesthesia at the thing. We gave her all of her meds. Uh, they gave us extra sedatives and stuff like that, like stuff that they thought she would need. For pain and for her high energy personality. <laughs> we put her in her crate to go to bed and she just stood there yeah. for hours. <laughs> she wouldn't lay down because she couldn't maneuver around inside of her crate, which is plenty big enough for her, but not with the plastic cone because that thing gets caught on everything. Yeah, and she likes to lay on her back, and yeah. I think she was just uncomfortable. But it was just funny because she would stick her cone. So if you picture a dog standing there, with the cone, like, flat on the ground. <laughs> like, the yeah, cone, the opening. the opening part, like, flat on the ground. Sealed so her legs were just straight, and she was just looking down. Yeah, like, she's like the a most vacuum miserable, cleaner. Like, she's the most miserable dog in the world. Yeah. 
And when she drank water, we'd have to fix her cone so it, it'd be like she was suction cupping on the <laughs> ground to drink her water. So then we ended up buying this one that you blow up and it fit her much better and she was much happier. And she still, though, whined all day, every day. Yeah. <laughs> For like, I don't know, at least a week. But you know, with this, um, she never really tried to get it off. No, she didn't try getting it off. It's actually kind of perfect. One of our friends shared a photo of her dog wearing one and gave me the idea. And so we looked it up and bought it right away. And it was perfect. It blows up and it's um, like felty material or yeah, fabricy yeah. material. Material. It's almost like it reminds me of the airplane pillows that you wear. Neck pillow. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what she had on. And she loved it. She laid her head on it, whatever. Um, and it was effective. Like she, some, sometimes she would try to reach back and lick her wound, but um, she, wasn't she able couldn't to get, get it. that. Nope. Because it was bouncy. The only bad thing is we, the one we got was kind of too small, which is a bummer because it's a nicer one that we can keep and save. So I kind of wish we would have went a size up. I think it, so it actually fit her perfect now. But as she grows, if she grows up anymore, it's not going to fit her. So we'll just have to donate that one, get a bigger one. That'll fit both of her dogs. We should probably get it and keep it on hand. Yeah. <laughs> our accident-prone dogs. And it was pretty comfortable. I put it around my own neck. It was pretty nice. <laughs> she did get to sleep in the bed a couple times during yep. those two weeks. So we spoiled her. We did a rodeo. Yeah, we went to the Silver Spur Rodeo. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, but when we came in, there was we had to walk all the way around. It was not. Yeah, fun. we took the long way in for some reason. But it's kind of cool because it was on the one of the sides that we've never sat on before. Yeah, and behind us was this pre- pretty gray horse. Oh yeah, there was like a stall right behind us. No, it was like under us. Yeah, where we sat in the bleachers, it was at the end, and it, it's kind of where they hold some of the horses and stuff. Yeah, I think pretty much, usually when we go to a rodeo, we'll sit, like, on the long side, the long edge. This time, we sat on one of the ends, which was fine. We were pretty close to the gates for the bulls and stuff. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. The bulls were mean. Yeah, there was some rowdy bulls there. There was a new thing we saw. What was the new thing we got to see? Well, there was a couple new things. Yeah, so first one was the dirt bikes. Yes. Yeah, it was dirt bike barrel racing. Yeah, I think that was pretty awesome. <laughs> and then what was the other thing, Lex? Trick riding. Yeah, that was pretty awesome, too. Like, that was, I'd never seen trick riding in person. and um, We saw it in Heartland. Yeah, on TV. <laughs> they would go fast. Yeah, she almost ran into the fence a few times. Yeah, her yeah. horse <laughs> just was in it to win it. Just yeah. running like crazy. Well, both horses, actually. Oh, yeah, yeah she, she had, two. had two. Yep. She switched horses. The other one, she probably, maybe she just wanted to switch them out. Maybe, I think they they maybe, um, each horse might be more comfortable doing a certain trick. That's what yeah. I was thinking. She yeah. trains with different horses yeah. or something. She was, like, standing on the horse, and she hung off. And she'd, like, jump off the ground. It was cool. It was yeah. really neat. She'd, like, hang off on the back, like, hold on to the saddle. And she'd, like, kind of jump her feet on the ground and then fly back up onto the horse yeah and the guy in front of us won the 50 50 that was pretty cool yeah yeah <laughs> it was like a drawing yeah raffle. they get money what about what was your favorite event at the um at the rodeo the trick riding and the barrel racing the real barrel racing 
<laughs> the dirt bike. <laughs> I loved all of it. it was I like the bulls. Awesome. They're my yeah. favorite. And of course, they're always the last yeah. event. Yeah, of course, <laughs> on purpose. And the last bull, of course, he attacked the chicken. He knocked over the chicken. like it, And it was so funny because it was the last bull. Well, hold on, hold on. So when the when the bulls come out, if you've ever been to a rodeo, you know. But if you've never been, the clown. Yeah, the rodeo clown. The rodeo clown always brings the big barrel out, and he gets in the barrel. He uses it as protection when the bull, like, attacks him. And they'll bring some other, like, gimmicky things out. This one brought out a stick. It's like a It's like a life-size chicken man. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah, that. it had. Scarecrow uh, chicken. It had yeah. like jump, like jumpsuit on, like a human jumpsuit, and then it no, had like, a chicken like head. Bibs and yeah, stuff, yeah, bibs is what I was think- thinking of, and then it had a chicken head, and he had it set up, and none of the bulls messed with it the entire time, but the last one attacked it, and it was just kind of cool because it was like the ending of the show. <laughs> he, well, yeah, when that bull came out of the gate, it I'm pretty sure it bucked the guy off mm-hmm. right away because he was going so crazy, and I think he got the barrel too. Yeah, yeah, he hit the barrel. He chased. I actually have a reel. I'll share the reel in the um. Yeah. In the post, it was a good finale. It was good. And when the person fell off, the bull just went right back to him and hit him. Yeah. <laughs> it was just funny because it was it was like a finale, and obviously you can't train the bull to do that. It, it's. I think they maybe they just uh, save like the the, the most meanest. hyper bull for last. But how did they get it to hit the chicken? I don't, I don't know. That was perfect. Yeah. Maybe yeah. I thought it was another person. I was like, oh, you made me do this. Yeah. I mean, it absolutely thought it was a person, but. It wasn't po- happy. But the point is, none of the other bulls did it. It was the last one. <laughs> it was just cool. A great finale. Mm-hmm. Yep. But the, the, then they come out with, like, the flags to do, like, the um, ending ceremony. And the chicken is laying in the middle <laughs> of the field. It was really funny. Just that was good. in the middle of the entire arena, sitting there. I'd say the only bad thing about that rodeo is I don't think they have enough speakers. Oh, yeah. It was hard to, to hear mm-hmm. what the announcer and the clown, because a lot of times they, they have a lot of, like, you know, banter back and forth, like comedy skits and stuff. And uh, on the ends, you we really couldn't hear it. Everybody around us was complaining that you couldn't hear either. Yeah, you need to move. They need to add another speaker that points toward the towards end. Towards the end, yep. Oh, yeah. And in the show, uh, the clown, he drove a golf cart out, and another guy had a gun. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Shot him. Yeah, it scared me, too. <laughs> I, wasn't, I didn't see the guy with the gun, so I wasn't, you know, if I would have seen the guy with the gun, then I would have been expecting it. But um, he was just out messing with his car, and then he gets shot. But it's like a loud. Yeah, it's like a firework, like a mortar almost. Yeah. Explosion. <laughs> well, he just didn't get shot. No, they I don't would, use a real I was gun. like staring off into space, and all of a sudden I <laughs> jumped. <laughs> I was too. I was kind of like watching him out there, but I was dozing off. Yeah, it's funny. If you've listened to any of our other podcasts, you know that Freya has been um, having issues. We've had some anxiety issues with her leaving her. We had to get a rover when we went to see the Quartzite RV show. Um, and so this was the longest we've left her in a long time. When we first got her, we left her longer than this probably. Yep. Um, but we turned, we were boondocking, so we weren't worried about our neighbors. 
We set her all up so she's perfectly happy. She should have been happy. Set up a camera. Yeah, we set up the camera so we could watch her, and then we checked on her frequently while we were at the show. Yep. And one of the times we checked on her, I think we were still driving to the rodeos. I think it was like an hour away. We checked on her, and she was on her back howling. Yeah, she was, she was laying on her back, which actually made me feel better because I knew she was going to chill out or yeah. go to sleep because that's what she does to go to sleep. But she was laying on her back howling <laughs> still. Yeah. I'm like, Freya. She does a little coyote howl. Yeah. All right, so today we are announcing our newest segment, and I'm super excited about it. It is about... No, we can't tell them. It's a surprise. Oh, just play the music? Yeah. Jeep trail. Well, if you don't have a Jeep, I guess it's just an off-road trail. We love off-roading as a family and want to share some of our favorites from coast to coast. You will get the details on the difficulty, camping, obstacles, and those great views. Yeah, our new segment is about Jeep trails. We're super excited because we love going off-road, and we have so many fun trails to tell you about. And today's trail, we're going way back. Yeah, we're going back to, like, November of 2020. Oh, and by the way, we'll have links. We'll share maps. We'll share anything we can share. Pictures, if I can find them from way back then. Anything we have, we will share them in the show notes. And again, those show notes are thefeolas.com slash 66. The name of the trail we're highlighting today is Copper Ridge. It's located in Moab, Utah. We'd rate this one as a moderate trail. But we had a stock. Yeah, we were in the, our stock Wrangler Sahara. No lockers, no winch, no lift, 33-inch tires. And we did it just fine. Yep. Probably shouldn't have, but. <laughs> By ourselves. Yeah. Because <laughs> I don't think we had signal either. <laughs> it's about 23.9 miles, so almost 24 miles long. So this type of trail, we're going to also tell you, like, the type of trail uh, I love loop trails, love them. So I always look when I'm looking at trails to see <laughs> what kind of trail it is. So I think this is an important thing to do. This trail is a straight through trail. So it starts on the main road, goes all the way down, and ends on that same main road down the ways. Yeah, 20, 23.9 well, miles away. No, it doesn't. Not if you, not straight. If no, you're on the no. road, yeah. It does like it kind of arcs around there's a big like a half a loop yeah around through the red rock canyons and stuff of moab so it's super pretty and it's right on the main road right of driving into moab it's very easy to get to we ran the what trail is that road? do you remember it no oh come on i think it's off of 191 okay because we boondocked right outside right just within a mile of that trail yep it's not a crazy trail. There's not a lot of um, elevation or yeah. You know, I think hills the, like anything. the lowest point is about forty three hundred feet elevation, and the highest point is just over forty eight hundred feet. There's not yeah. It's not a big peak trail, or there's not really many shelf roads or anything like that. And I would say the hardest part, I think, if I remember right, help me out here, was going down that hill, and there were. We had to straddle an area, right? 
and come down. There was like two rocks or something that we had to that like was, straddle. That was one part. Yeah. Okay. There's that's it was pretty steep. That was the scariest part for me. And it was downhill. <laughs> we did go. There's another one. So yeah, I would say it's probably about a maybe a thirty or forty yard stretch. It's a pretty steep decline if you go from north to south, and it kind of it's on a turn, and there's just a lot of ledges and rocks that are really good size. I, I mean, at one point, I remember you were straddling. It was pretty big because I, I took a photo yeah. of you up on that. <laughs> yeah, which we always take photos of, like, hard parts and uh, extreme obstacles that we do, extreme to us, obstacles that we do. And pictures and video never do it If I could find that photo, all. though, because it was underneath. Like, I was yeah, down. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, and <laughs> you look like you're pretty high up. But what was the hardest part you thought? There's another steep climb towards the southern end. It's a steep climb, and there's a about an 18-inch ledge that you have to climb up. Do you have a picture of that? I don't think so. I, think we I don't remember that. It. it was so traumatizing. Yeah. <laughs> I think I just uh, blocked that out because I don't remember that. Yeah, so that's, that's just high clearance and four-wheel drive is pretty much a mandatory because of those couple spots. Because if, if you were to go from the south end north, that would be a steep decline, which wouldn't be bad. But then you have the other one yeah. that you'd be climbing up rocks and ledges. So, and tomatoes, tomatoes. You're either way. You're gonna most likely need at least high clearance with four wheel drive. Yeah, you could do it stock if you have a Jeep. Yep. But it's much better. Probably we'll have to do it again now that we have a lift. Oh yeah. And the type of trail, it's rocky, it's deserty. A lot of it sand. is just kind of like a rocky, bumpy dirt road. Yeah, it's not too bad. It's not like things that we've had here in Arizona. Yeah. Um, so it's not too bad. Um, but some of it is slick rock, which yeah. I think is super cool to drive on. Yep. And at, at it, least when it's flat and not a, a ledge. But Yeah, or a fin. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was a, a pleasant surprise. You get a good ways into the trail. And I think this part actually kind of goes right into Arches National Park, right on the border. And you drive for, I would say, would you say maybe a mile on the slick rock? Yeah, I don't remember. I'm I'm the less detail person. But <laughs> so I do way. remember the slick rock area, but I don't remember the how long it was. It was really cool because it's the slick rock is just goes for hundreds of feet. And, it's, and just so you know what slick rock is, if you're not familiar, it's it's a rock. It's not sand or dirt, and it's slick it's kind of smooth yeah it's smooth but it's grippy enough for the yep it's actually kind of wild the jeep crawls right up it so yeah. it's if you look at a lot of videos slick. <laughs> but it, it yeah, looks it's not slick. slippery but it looks smooth from a distance i bet you it would be though if it was wet maybe yeah. yeah yeah so but if you look at a lot of videos from moab area like fins and things and hell's gate and all that stuff there's tons of videos you can see what the slick rock actually is. I'm sure is. you could Google slick rock too yeah. and it'll show up. So just some highlights of this trail. There are dino tracks. Yep. They're on the northern end of this trail. There's um, like an offshoot. Yep. And it's in the Klondike Bluffs area. If you're familiar with Moab. If not, you can see it right on the map. There are some dino tracks, some um sauropods and theropods. And by the way, we will have um, coordinates. We will share a map with the little um, coordinates and the markers of all these spots that Way we're talking about. Yeah, waypoints. So 
please check out our show notes if you want to see any of this stuff. Um, but yeah, the tracks are really cool. You, we parked and we got to like run around on this and that's also slick rock yep. right there. We were able to run around and there's some areas that you had to like jump over because it was, you know, deeper. Yeah. Like it's whole, like a, almost like a big crack. Yeah. It was kind of cool. And the tracks are hard to find at first. And then we realized that people were trying to build rocks around them. So there's like little fire rings almost, little rock yeah. rings around the tracks. So if you look for those, people made the rings so yep. they could easily be gone now. I'm not sure. But um, they are the f- tracks are hard to find because they're in the rocks and they're just like in dents. But once you see them, you can totally see that they're tracks. Yep, exactly. It's really cool. Another point of interest on this trail, also towards the northern end, is an old western movie set. And there is an old western movie called Blue. I've never seen it. I'm sure if you're a Western movie fan, you may have heard of it. it My was, dad's. I think it was made it. in the late '60s, but part of the movie set is still there, and you'd get to drive by it. You can stop and take pictures and stuff. It's kind of weird, but cool. <laughs> if you've seen the movie, it might be a little bit more interesting to you because you know what it is. Another really cool point of interest on that trail is the big portion of Slick Rock, and actually, when we were going through. We actually came across a group of people on dirt bikes, mm-hmm. and one person was pushing their dirt bike because it broke down. And we stopped and talked to them for a little bit. They didn't really need any help. We kind of like gave them an idea where they were because they didn't really know. Mm-hmm. So we kind of pointed them in the right direction how to get out. But they had a long ways out. Either way, yeah. Either if you went. Yeah, I think they were asking us which way was the fastest way or what obstacles were behind us. And I was like, oh, you got that hill one. So. Yeah. But yeah, they had some, they had a long ways out. Yeah, somebody was going to go have to ride ahead and get a truck, I think. So the Slick Rock by the Dinosaur Tracks is different than this other one that Tony's talking about. When you get to the Dino Track one, there's like trees and stuff around there. So it's it's cool. It's cool looking. But it's definitely not as dramatic as the Slick Rock on the other one. The other one, it's just like you drive out there and you're like, whoa yeah this is cool like i remember i remember seeing it it was just like this huge area yeah, it's like as far as you can see just this big huge flat slick rock mm-hmm. that you just drive on but there's also still those cracks so you have to be yeah. careful <laughs> yeah you just can't drive anywhere as fast as you want there, yeah. there's certain spots you have to go and then while you're doing all this you have especially in that section you can see out into arches national park yeah, so this whole trail, remember, it's kind of like a C yep. that goes, that starts and ends on the main road. The round part of the C is bordering arches. Yep. And so you're driving along the border, not in arches, almost the entire way until you get to that part with the slick rock, which w- does go in to arches and out of it. You're only in there for a little bit of time, but yep. technically you could claim it, I guess, if, <laughs> <laughs> if you want to. You don't see the cool stuff in Arches from no, there. No, you, you, def- you definitely have to check out Arches anyways. It's a cool area. And then off in the distance, you see the LaSalle Mountain Range, which is always pretty. Like I, I think, think it was snow-capped at yeah, the time, too. Yeah, we so. were there in November, and um, it was, yeah, it was like pure white on the top. It was pretty cool. And towards the end of that trail on the southern side, there's actually more boondocking. There was a lot of uh, campers and stuff out closer to the main road. We actually saw a porcupine in the in a tree. Oh, I don't, I don't remember, remember that. No. Yeah. So we actually camped right in the middle of that area, right in the middle of the sea. So yep. we went and did the dinosaur tracks and then came back and ate lunch and then went and did the trail. Yep. <laughs> the dinosaur tracks are a little offshoot, so we figured we'd drive out there. And I, 
I yeah, think, I think we went home and had lunch and then went and did the rest of the trail. Yep. And so if you're boondocking in there in that area, it's kind of perfect. Yep. There are also a ton of other trails in that area. I know there's the, and actually I've seen some of the trail maps say that it's the same. So maybe when I say this, you're going to correct me. Um, but the soldier, the fallen, fallen soldier. Peace, fallen peace officer trail. Yeah. Is it the same trail or is it connected? Or? I think there's a connector portion of it. Okay. Yeah, we did um, probably half a dozen trails in that area just on, you know, half a day or even for a couple hours. One time we did go out, I don't know, it was like at dusk. Yeah. And we decided we were going to do a trail and we got about a half hour into it and got to like a steep drop off. <laughs> we couldn't see because your headlights would, you had to go down the hill to point your headlights that way. And we have a Jeep. So. And we had stock <laughs> headlights, which are like candles. <laughs> and I turned around. I was like, I'm not going to venture off into like the void. <laughs> I think I was mad too. Yeah, you were. <laughs> I hate going backward like like backtracking yeah backtracking or an out and back oh they're the worst trails i hate out and back trails (laughs) i love loops or like something like this where you go in an area and out a different area yep um those are my favorite because i i don't like seeing the same thing i already saw that's why i live this life even though a lot of out and back trails you get a different perspective so i don't mind them (laughs) kind of i guess but we had a lot of fun on that trail. There's some cool oh. highlights of that trail. Time. <laughs> it took, that one you could easily spend, what, about five hours? I feel like we were out there all day. We did the dinosaur tracks. We came back. We got lunch. And we don't get an early start. So I bet you we started about 10. Yeah. I'm guessing. We went and did the dinosaur tracks, came and got lunch, and then went and finished that trail. And we were out till dusk. Yeah. I remember being worried about the guy on the... Broken dirt bike. Because they were, it was like dusk, almost dark. So we were out there all day. Of course, we stop a lot and do like playing and pictures and videos. And yeah, we played on the slick rock and and the downward hill that we had to like straddle. I was, I had to get out and walk down the hill. And some of those, (laughs) yeah, some of those sections, like when we run into an obstacle, we'll get out and, you know, walk down it or up it. Kind of analyze it, see where we're gonna do, where we're gonna go. We have to be a little bit more careful, especially back then. We didn't have a lift, um, we didn't have a winch, yep. we didn't have anything, and we have to be a little bit more careful. We have no signal um, on our phones, and we're out there with our kids, and we don't want to walk miles. And a guy with a broken dirt bike. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, whole crew full of people. So yeah, if you're gonna do this one, plan for a good at least half the day, maybe even longer. Yeah, I think if you take a lunch out there, you could make it a day, make yep. a day out of it, and it's really cool. There's lots of cool things. There's one section that you drive under the ledge. Is yeah, that, that trail? Yep. <laughs> it's it's kind of like um, I don't want to say like washed out, but it's kind of like um, it's eroded. You're kind of to make half of a tunnel almost. Yeah, you're kind of driving in the in the riverbed, and. The other side is only there. But we stopped there for a long time yeah. and played because that was so cool. It was yeah. so pretty there. And there's a few other spots that we stopped and, like, got out and looked and took pictures and stuff. Yeah, there's some overlooks and stuff that you have to stop and take pictures. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you could seriously spend a whole day out there. I think that's a wrap for this. Our first Jeep segment. I love our new segment. Yep. Let us know. Call us and let us know uh, what you think about our new segment. <laughs> and give us a tip on a new Jeep trail. Yeah, for sure. 
So make sure you're following us on all the platforms at the Faolas. And that is episode 66. See you later. Bye. Bye. And we... Hold on. <laughs> Tony, Can you s- your face. Oh, yeah. The <laughs> lizard licks. Stop doing that. <laughs> yeah, Dad, you did that, and Dad was like... You may be hearing some no- more... In- Again, without scratching. <laughs> that was you, Dad. Was it me? It was my stomach growling. Oh. What'd I say? <laughs> okay, hold on. Tammy used it. I saw yeah. a picture with Tammy. One of Tammy's dogs had it on, and so I, our friend Tammy. <laughs> Maybe you should take that out. I don't know. <laughs> Let me say that again. I saw one of our friends. Tammy was wearing it. Um, her, well, <laughs> let me say again. Not her. She wasn't wearing it. <laughs> one of our friends on Instagram, Tammy, she was wearing. <laughs> <laughs> Notification takeoff. <laughs> Hold on. You say it not weird. <laughs> so the name of the trail is Copper Ridge Trail. Trail. You say it. Trail. Trail. Today is. Say it again. I just burped. <laughs> I just came out. Sorry. <laughs> growling and I think that's also a wrap for no I like saying the wrap wrap it